You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power of Why podcast, a show about critical thinking, human error, and many, many other things that I'm pretty sure you enjoy. Today, we have a very special episode because I wanted to share with you the interview that I had with Adam Torres regarding the book that, that was just released, The Mission Matters and the Tips for, for Worldwide Leaders. And I wanted to share this interview because it gives you an idea of what we discuss in the book and some of the things that we are doing and we are going to continue to do. So enjoy the interview and thank you so much for listening. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres. And if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on be our guest to apply. All right. So today is a very special episode. I have Dr. Jeanette Colazzo on the line, who is CEO of Human Error Solutions. Jeanette, we got a whole lot to talk about today. Just want to say, hey, welcome. Finally on the show. I finally got you. Yeah, finally. It's been a minute. I'm very happy about this project and I'm very happy to be having this discussion with you right now. So it's really good. It's awesome. So for the audience, we'll be covering a bunch of different things today. We'll talk, of course, about uh, human error solutions. We'll talk about the the new book that Jeanette is launching with, with Mission Matters. And of course, also, I mean, Jeanette, we, we've been doing so much. The, the podcast, The Power of Why, that Jeanette is hosting on the Mission Matters Podcast Network. So whole lot to talk about, but we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So Jeanette, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Jeanette, what mission matters to you? I have not only one. I think that, you know, when you are in a situation like me, meaning, you know, doing consulting, you have more than one mission. But the first one that is very important for me is to share the knowledge about human reliability, human error reduction in the workplace, and and those factors that affect human performance, because I think leaders don't necessarily understand human behavior. And that leads to, you know, wrongful decisions or maybe unfair decisions. And another very important mission is that I do want to share with, with leaderships and, you know, leaders of, of the world. I do want to share about human error, but I do want to share about allowing people to be part of your process and to listen to the small ones. I used to be a very small person in a sea of very important people and look where I am today. It took me a lot of time and a lot of people told me that I, you know, that my message was not necessarily important. Oh my God, you know, it's been a struggle, but I'm here. And I think that, you know, learn about human error and learn how to get the best from everybody in the organization is very important. Yeah, I, I think it's great. And it's one of the reasons why we wanted you to, uh, to host a show in our network, which we'll talk about. But let's go a little bit further back in your career. Like, like, how did you get started in business? Well, I am an industrial organizational psychologist. So I started working on training. It was more, you know, in, in my discipline, we do a lot of training and organizational development and all of those areas. So I started in the training department. I started as a training coordinator, then I was a training specialist, manager, all of these in pharmaceutical manufacturing facilities. 
I started with training and then all of that led to the rest of the story. Why? Because most of the times when people make mistakes, training or retraining, it's the go-to solution, right? And I knew, I knew that training was not necessarily responsible for human error because at the end of the day, knowledge by itself does not modify behavior, first of all. And second, you know, people had the knowledge, skills, and abilities. I knew this. I knew this because I was leading the training department. I knew that the training was effective. We had evidence that people knew what to do, how to do it, and demonstrated mastery of performance. So we knew they could do their job. At some point in my career, and this is the moment in which I got those experiences of, you know, the pain of being a person. I was a specialist in training and the general manager of the site called me to, to his office and asked me, you know, why is it that the training program is not working? Why is it that people continue to make mistakes? And I had this answer. I said, well, I don't think he's training. That's the moment in which, you know, this wow, is- that a light bulb must've went off for you right then. You're like, cause maybe you never thought about it until that moment. I can feel this. Like you think at first, cause everybody tells you one thing, then you really think about it and you're like, well, maybe it's not the training. That's awesome. And that's exactly what happened. I was yeah. like, I don't training, but I was able to defend what training does, which is share knowledge, transfer of knowledge, skill, or abilities. I'm just telling you it's not, but then he said, if it's not training, what is it? And that's the why, and that's the reason why we even, you know, created the podcast also in the power of why, because sometimes when you have that one particular question can change your whole career. Now, in this particular example or experience, I remember that I didn't have an answer. I usually have an answer whether I convince you or confuse you I'll give you an answer that's going to happen and this time I didn't have an answer Mm -hmm. so I asked for I said well you know in order to get the answers I need to see the investigations Mm -hmm. for human error if you allow me to be part of the sign off or approval of those investigations then I can start you know getting get involved and then one other leader uh, in the organization said Oh, so now we have to give investigations even to the dogs. Oh, come on. You hurt me. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I talk about these things. Hmm. So, yeah, not only, you know, bark. Yeah. Today I bite. Yeah. And and that's and that's an interesting point you make. Like what I mean, a lot of entrepreneurs, executives, experts listen, and sometimes they whether they're entrepreneurs, so they're just really entrepreneurial within their current organization, or maybe they're founders or a startup, you know, of a startup. So whatever their position is, but the the concept's the same. Maybe they have an idea, a solution, maybe an epiphany like you had or a light bulb going off and they want to get that project from like point A to maybe the dream of making it happen or finding the answer. Like what drove you to to like get that part done? Because I don't want to skip over that. That's like, that's very difficult to do. You mean what motivated me was that question, first of all. I wanted to, to help solve the problem, but we didn't have the methodologies or the, you know, the but tools. Even, but even Jeanette, more than that, like a lot of people want to solve problems, but they don't turn that to rank. They don't turn that into a business, a brand, and think about how they can move that to like the world and to really change an industry. Like what drove you to that? Well, because I was doing working in the industry, I tried to get 
this type of information from other vendors. Some point I had the because I, I continue to grow in the industry and my last position within the industry was director of human reliability. So at some point I had enough power yeah. to bring everybody that knew about the topic. I tried with so many people, but nothing was exactly how I needed it. Yeah. And that led to the creation of the methodology. And at some point it was like, I want to share this with the world. If I work with one particular company, then this is going to die here. You know, it's mm -hmm. not going to become a, a, an important thing for yeah. the organization. So I decided, you know, at this point, I'm going to dedicate myself to my career, to human error and you know, to this type of approaches. And That's such an amazing story. And I, these are my favorite types of businesses. So when somebody has an idea and they're out there and they're not, they don't even necessarily have the idea to start a business or a company from solving that solution. They're just trying to get the solution solved for themselves, right? And they're like, okay, if somebody else has this that I could, okay, maybe we could leverage their expertise, but you couldn't find it. So then you go off and you create it yourself. I think it's a great story. And it's just a great example of how we can kind to reframe the way that we think in our day-to-day -day walks in life, whether it's business, personal, or otherwise. So I think it's a great story. Um, I want to I wanna switch it up a bit here, and I do want to spend some time on the, on the upcoming book. Now, just to be upfront to everybody listening or watching this, uh, we're not going to give you all the details, but we will be bringing Jeanette back on the show, and we will do a deep dive into her writing after everything's set up and released. But to just get us kicked off today, Jeanette, like, what inspired your writing in the upcoming book? Well, the same you guys amplify these stories. And I was very motivated because, again, you can only do so much on your own, right? Mm -hmm. um, I write articles, do events, but, you know, the reach needed to be expanded. So when you combine the knowledge of a person like me, for example, and other authors, you're not only talking about my topic, you're talking about you know, everybody else that has experiences that they want to share. So the idea behind the book is to get to get more people to get, you know, curious about human behavior, because you know what? I keep hearing about uh, artificial intelligence. I keep hearing about all these things that are technology based. And a lot of people think that, you know, that's going to take over people. And actually, it's never it's never going to happen. Yeah. And the reason why I say this is because I don't even know if, you know, AI or artificial intelligence, just, you know, as a for instance, if it's the solution for human error or if human error is the problem AI has. So that's why people need to start and leaders especially need to start thinking about the people. Another thing is that I hear and, I, and again, I worked in organizational <laughs> development. Yeah the culture of the organization, all of these things. And I do remember everywhere, HR always said, you know, our employees are most important asset. And I yeah. heard it so many times. I saw it very little. Yeah, right. we'll be jumping around a little bit here because we got a lot to cover. I do want to, and, and like I said to the audience, don't worry, that's just a taste of what Jeanette will be presenting in the book. And we'll do a deep dive into her writing. So we'll let's call it part two of this interview. And that'll be coming up when the book's up. But uh, that being said, The Power of Why, that is out right now. I'm just so thrilled to produce the show and to distribute it on our network. Give us a flavor for the content. And by the way, to everybody listening, we'll also put links to the show and everything like that in the notes so that you can just click on the link and head right on over and subscribe because I definitely want you to support this show. It's an amazing show. Give us a flavor for the content that you present, Jeanette. 
Well, you know, the power of why was born because power of why created my career. You know, the fact that I needed to ask why, 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 why all the time when investigating human error, you need to ask five whys. That's the the methodology, you know, the, the most common methodology for investigation is that you ask why five times and eventually you will land in the root cause. But now I've noticed that we are not asking why most of the times we've we have a lot more information that never, you know, never in existence today you yeah. have you can in social media, you have, you know, all of these pieces of information and we take it for granted. So we are not asking why about things. And one thing that is very important is to understand that when, when it comes to psychology and when it comes to human behavior, people need to know why things are the way they are, especially this new generation. Because this generation is not obedient. And the reason for that is because that's the nature and that's okay. You know, when I say obedience, I'm not talking in a bad sense of the word. What word? What I'm saying is, okay, that's how you do it, but I want to know how you do it that way because I might find another way of doing it. And that's why we have, you know, so many apps today and all this technology has, you know, evolved. And it's the reason, you know, for, for it's, it's this this generation. Yeah. That you know, it's it's not just ending their quest for answers with, with a fact, right? Yeah. So the power of why is intended to promote critical thinking, to promote common sense, to promote those questions that are going to make a difference. You know, I remember, you know, that they say that the two year olds are always asking why, why, why. When you said why five times, I was thinking some of the parents that are out there listening, they're like, oh, but my two year old asked me why five times and they won't leave me alone and this and that. But the power of persistence is what I call that one. Sometimes that why, but I never had, I never had something quantifiable. So five, because a two year old is not going to say like, they don't care if you say no, they'll ask you why like as many times as it takes until they're satisfied (laughs) yeah yeah it's a real thing now you know two-year-olds do that all the time but i haven't matured i keep doing it (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that's the soundbite for this oh yeah i got stuck in that i got stuck in that fate but it's just that i've been you know things need to make sense to me and i remember asking you know i look at my computer i look at the at the layout of the keyboard and i've always asked myself why do we have a order like this? You know, if you yeah. think about it, the alphabet has a particular order. Why do you have to make it so difficult and then, you know, randomly put yeah. letters there? And then later I understood why. And that makes a difference. Yeah, today we have a, what it's called a QWERTY keyboard. And the reason it's called like that is because of the letters that you have in your yeah. keyboard start with Q-W-E-R-T-Y. But when I asked about, when I wanted to learn about this, well, I learned that back in the day, we would use typewriters and typewriters had pins and those pins usually would get stuck. So at some point they needed people to slow down their brains because they couldn't get technology to match people's wow. So what they did was, let's just scramble around. Now it's going to be slower. And that's that. Now we are used to this. If you change it right now, we're going to have a problem. Oh, yeah. Hey, technology is faster than us. So they can manage the fact that we are experts in this keyboard. And like that, 
there are so many answers. And that's why we do the power of why, because people don't understand why they, you know, go to the store and, and immediately turn right. Well, if you're a right-handed person, that's what's going to happen. And if you want to find the lines with less people, then you have to turn left because most people will turn right. So those are all things that you learn in this process. And even though we talk a, a lot of the environment in the workplace and all of that, we also talk about things that happen to us every day. And it's a very fun experience. Of course, we are starting with this project, so we are getting used to the whole concept. Yeah. But the idea is that we start learning why things are the way they are. So we learn to ask why. It's great and a great show. Again, everybody go, go subscribe. Like it's an amazing show. And this is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what Jeanette has on the production schedule. So you're really in for a treat with this one. Jeanette, we've kind of talked about the subject overall, but I do want to go further. So Human Air Solutions, tell us more about your firm and how exactly you work with companies. All right. Yeah. Human Air Solution was born in 2009. I started in Puerto Rico. I'm from Puerto Rico. And I always like to say that because I started this company back in 2009 precisely because, I, first of all, I wanted to have a consultancy and that was part of what I was you know, putting together during my career. And it was born because kind of develop a methodology that worked. Mm -hmm. It worked. So it was like, okay, so I do have this. And this is the moment in which I'm going to start, you know, sharing this information. Yeah. That's that's the moment in which we say, you know what, we have solutions for human error. People can't, you know, people make mistakes because they can't, because our systems allow it. And I want you to understand that you cannot change human condition, but you can change the conditions in which humans work. And that's what we do in human error solutions. We do assessments. We try to evaluate where you are today and try to, you know, take you to where you want to be. But the good thing about what we do in human error solutions is that it's a system that it's quantitative. And that's important because that's the, the language of business. You know, I can talk about, you know, memory and how many units you can maintain for 15 to 30 seconds. All of that information is very nice, but management needs to know what's your human error rate today? What do you want to do or, or what, what do you want to achieve? And then we take care of everything in the middle. But you need to know what it is. Is it because of procedures? Is it because of human factors engineering? Is it because communication, supervision? There are so many factors. And that's what we do. We try to provide companies with the solutions that will take them to their optimum level of performance for human reliability. And again, I say optimum because it's impossible to get to zero errors. You know, it's, it's of never. Course. And so if I'm understanding this correctly, you know, obviously technology plays a role and there's a lot of great things to implementing technology, but that human factor that's sometimes overlooked that could potentially move the needle as well is sometimes like, so you're really a specialty firm that's kind of weeding out as much of the human error as you can. And then if I, if I'm thinking about this broadly between that and whatever other people are doing with their technology and those processes between the two of those, like you can really kind of affect some positive change for organizations. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. You know, that's the reason why we wanted to share all of this. And let me tell you, a lot of people ask me, we've been all over the world, okay? Yeah. Because this is one thing that I want to, which I find very interesting is, is the changes in cultures for human error, which is which is interesting because I don't see a difference. <laughs> I don't see a difference 
We've been in humans are humans. That's amazing to hear that from you, by the way, because obviously I've not been around the world studying this. So we're the same. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's the same thing because we all have limitations and we all have very similar limitations, maybe a little bit more, a little bit less, but yeah. memory is limited. We are all under the umbrella of technology and we have delegated memory. So we do know that we're losing memory and it doesn't matter where in the world it is. But we've been in, in Singapore, South Korea, Germany, Spain, Argentina, Mexico. We've been so many places and it's like, hmm, let me see if I find something that it's unique. No, I do find <laughs> that are unique. Like for example, the keywords in some companies they have yeah. characters, those, those things could be. Culture, uh, of course, culture, there's a bunch of differences culturally and otherwise, but like the root of it, what you're saying is that like, yes, humans were very similar. <laughs> not only, not only in terms of culture, oh. but in industries, you know, yeah. we've mostly worked with GMP environments, which is health sciences and the healthcare industry, but we have also worked investigating accidents, explosions. We have also worked reducing human error in a table, salt manufacturing, refineries, the Navy. We even have trained the Navy. We have trained the FDA. So as you see, it's not necessarily one particular industry. Hmm. It's the same thing. And I have clients that tell me, well, I'm not in, you know, in pharma or, you know, that type yeah. of industry. Do you think you still can help me? And I always say, you know, it all depends if you, you know, do you have humans? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I'm in. <laughs> do you have humans? Uh, Jeanette, well, uh, I'll tell you, this has been great today. Obviously, looking forward to our second interview. We'll dive deeper into your concepts and, of course, into the writing and your podcast as well. But for today, I just have to ask, I mean, busy, busy woman doing a lot to, to, to correct human error and help organizations. The new podcast, Power of Why, launching a book with us as well. I mean, what's next? What's next for Jeanette? What's next for your company? I guess that after we do this, we're going to write another book and we're oh. going to continue to do, to do a lot of things to continue to share oh. the message. The idea, it's again, to get the people not only to know us, but to, you know, it's always, it's most important, the message than the messenger. It's, you know, message over messenger anytime. And that's what we want. We want to continue to send this message. And we want this also because of a very particular social responsibility that I have. And that's that sometimes when you blame people to think for the things that go wrong in the company, people can lose their job. People can lose, you know, their, their families, you know, security. So we have to be very careful and yeah. we have to be very responsible. And that's another thing that's important for us. We want, you know, everybody, you know, the process is fair. You want to fix the problem, but you want it to be a, a fair process. That's great. If somebody's watching this and they want to learn more about human error solutions or to follow you and just to follow your journey, I mean, what's the best way for people to do that? All right. Yes, you can find me in WHumanErrorSolutions.com. I'm in LinkedIn, Jeanette Colasso. I also have the Human Error Solutions page and also in Instagram and Facebook. Important thing about Instagram is that in the power of why we don't have the opportunity to share certain type of visuals. And I do talk about things that people need to see. So I usually refer them to Instagram because they will find there the chart that I was yeah. talking about, the example that I was talking yeah. about. And that's so I encourage everyone to to get in touch. 
That's amazing. It's a great story. I'm happy to bring it to our audience. And speaking of the audience, if this is your first time watching a Mission Matters episode or listening to one, we're a platform that's all about bringing on entrepreneurs, executives, experts, having them share their vision. Like, why do they do what they do? Their mission, like, like what's behind it? Like, what wakes them up in the morning, gets them like powered up and, and fired up to go out there in the world and make a difference? If that's the type of content that sounds interesting or engaging or something you want to be a part of, hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals just like Jeanette coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing. Jeanette, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. I've had a great time. Thank you. Me too. Thank you so much. Well, that's all for today's episode and remember to subscribe and share. Thank you so much and until the next time. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.